On today's episode, we will be discussing material that may be a trigger for some, as we will be discussing sexual harassment in the workplace. Welcome to the Basak View. We are the Battlefords and Area Sexual Assault Center, and this is an educational podcast about consent, self-healing, and keeping yourself safe. Join Robin and Shasta as they maneuver their way into all the topics you hate talking to your kids about. Sex, puberty, body safety, growing up, and most importantly, the power in no. Because consent is mandatory. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the BASAC View. I'm Shasta, and with me is my partner. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin, and glad to have you back. So how are your holidays, Robin? Ah, they were not long enough, and how about yours? My holidays were very wonderful. Thank you. I hope everybody out there had a great Christmas and a Happy New Year, and welcome to 2022. On today's episode of 2022... We have a special treat. We'll be welcoming a guest speaker. Yes. Robin, would you do the honors of telling us a little bit about what our guest speaker does? Yeah, I would love to. So we have with us today uh, Nicole White. She's our guest speaker and she comes to us from Enough Already, Saskatchewan. And what is the purpose of Enough Already, Saskatchewan, Robin? Uh, Enough Already Saskatchewan is a coalition that was created in 2020 and it addresses sexual harassment in the workplace with supports available to anyone who has been impacted by it. Thank you, Robin. There's much more to this coalition, but without giving away too much information, I would like to introduce our guest, Nicole White. Welcome, Nicole. It's so nice that you're able to join us today. Thank you. I'm calling in from Treaty 6 Territory in the homeland of Métis, and I'm really proud to be the project lead for Enough Already. Nicole, would you mind sharing with us how this coalition started? Sure. Uh, The Saskatchewan Human Rights Commission saw the funding call from Justice Canada for projects addressing sexual harassment in the workplace, and they pulled together this amazing coalition of partners to uh, put in the application that included the Saskatchewan Chamber of Commerce, the Sexual Assault Services of Saskatchewan, Create Justice out of the College of Law at the University of Saskatchewan, and the Saskatoon Industry Education Council. And then he wanted to take an evidence-based approach to really start to tackle this tough issue. So we work in partnership with businesses, small and large, to create a conversation starter around sexual harassment in the workplace. And we want to empower workers with information on what to do when they witness harassment and options available to you. And we also wanted to connect people who have been impacted to supports to help them in their healing journey. Now, going all over the different programs that Enough Already Saskatchewan has to offer, I'm wondering about the supports that you have for employees returning to work after a sexual harassment has occurred. Could you tell me more about those supports and how this process works? Absolutely. So we take a trauma-informed approach and we let people know what supports are available to them when they're ready. Enough already has a team of trauma-informed employment coaches that can offer up to four hours of assistance totally free of charge, whether help is needed to update a resume or find new avenues of work or practice Zoom interviews. This support is really survivor-led and one of the first of its kind in Canada. All someone needs to do is email us at employment at enough 
alreadysk.ca, do a brief intake, and we get, can get you connected to an employment coach within days. Wow, thanks, Nicole. That's so awesome to hear. Um, I've been hearing about something called the Bystander Leadership Training. It seems to be pretty popular. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? I love this program so much. Honestly, these are skills I wish everyone could have. All too often, people don't know what to do when they see something happening. And our training provides people a full spectrum of options to choose from and to walk through different scenarios for workplaces. I love it. It gives people more tools in their tool belt and reminds us that it's all our responsibility to create a healthy and safe and respectful workplace. All our workshops are completely free, so we just need to ask employers to pay their team to attend, and it's fully customizable to meet the needs of that workplace. It's not only great for addressing sexual harassment, but all sorts of negative behavior that you might see play out in a workplace, like racism, sexism, and whatnot. So I'm now wondering, how does the coalition help those on their healing journey after sexual harassment has occurred? Our research shows that many people can identify what sexual harassment looks like, but 71% of Saskatchewan residents don't know what to do next if they witness it. So our workshops really try and fill those knowledge gaps. We let them know different supports like yourselves out there, and we can help create that longitudinal strategy for support for someone because we all know that the impacts of sexual harassment can range from discomfort all the way to complex post-traumatic stress. And we never tell people what to do. My role is to let them know options and help them advocate for themselves when possible. As an example, one person called me to say that she talked to her supervisor about an incident at work and her supervisor brushed it off. And I worked with her to build a script for what to say to insist that supervisor file a complaint. And you know, if if internal options don't work, I can let them know about external options. Mostly, I get people connected to counselors and supports like your amazing organization. As a sexual assault counselor, I do know what it truly means to help those on their healing journey as well. So I think that this is very, very important. I totally agree. As someone who is going through my own emotional healing journey, I can honestly say it hasn't been easy, but definitely rewarding. And having those supports and people to help me has been amazing. So I'm wondering, are there any legal implications that goes along with sexual harassment? Because I know that, you know, sexual harassment does occur. It's out there. But I'm very curious as to, can it turn into something legal if nothing is done with the appropriate people, such as in a workplace or otherwise? Yeah, I can't speak to the legal perspective. I'm a, I'm a registered social worker, so I focus on supporting the individual, but mm-hmm. I can let them know when talking to the police might be a good idea, but I never, ever direct someone. My role is to offer options and information. I'm wondering, how does a person get the process started if sexual harassment situation occurs? Could you tell me a little bit more about that? I would first tell them to document everything that transpired, who was present, what was said with times and dates, and email a copy of that to yourself. Documentation is key. Then I would suggest reviewing the employer's complaints process and talk to a supervisor. If a complaint isn't taken seriously, give me a call and we can talk about additional options available to you. You say email a copy to yourself. Why would that be so important? Well, I think... um, having your own paper trail is really important so it's not just in like a notebook that can be lost that there's like a a copy that you can um 
recall at a later date can can make all the difference for you and it's important that you know you have that even backdated you know with times and place and you know then you can cover your own butt if necessary there's two sides to every story of course it's very necessary that documentation is there so thank you very much is there any more you could possibly tell us about enough already saskatchewan yeah, our website, enoughalreadysk.ca, is a trove of information. I would suggest people start there. Follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Stay in the conversation. Talk to your boss about us and have us come into your workplace. Every training we do is completely transparent and customizable and, most important, free. So thank you again for the opportunity to talk to you today. I'm so thankful for all the work you do in our community every day. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been some very useful information for not only our audience, but our agency, and as we spread this information, possibly our current and future individuals we serve. I know that I'm more knowledgeable now about sexual harassment, especially in the workplace, so I couldn't agree more. And with that, I hope you take care, Nicole, and I wish you all the best. Yes, and until next time, have a great day, and we're all going to leave you with a clip regarding the effects of sexual harassment. Effects of sexual harassment in the workplace. Sexual harassment is not just a little locker room talk, a compliment, innocent flirting, or an invitation to share a cup of coffee. Workplace harassment is a discriminatory pattern of behavior that creates a hostile work environment based on a protected class. It may involve verbal abuse and abuse of power, sexual quid pro quo, and assault, such as unwanted groping. Harassment in the workplace has negative effects on all workers, including decreased performance, low morale, and increased turnover. What is sexual harassment? Harassment is a form of employment discrimination that violates several federal and state laws. Sexual harassment is persistent, unwanted sexual advances, verbal abuse, and or demands for sexual favors. Behavior becomes illegal when enduring the harassment is a condition of continued employment and creates an environment that is hostile or intimidating. If an employer has more than a handful of employees, it's likely harassment will be a problem. There were over 12,860 charges filed with the EEOC alleging sex-based harassment in 2016. One in three women face harassment in the workplace, yet 70% of women say they have never reported it. Effects of Sexual Harassment Sexual harassment can affect everyone because it creates an environment that makes it harder for employees to succeed. The possible effects of sexual harassment in the workplace include emotional and physical issues. Victims of sexual harassment often suffer emotional and psychological harm, including stress, depression, and anxiety. They often experience decreased confidence and self-esteem. Physical health problems may arise such as loss of sleep and appetite, weight fluctuations, nausea, and headaches professional and financial problems. Sexual harassment can also wreak havoc on a victim's job performance and career trajectory. Fear and decreased confidence can cause some people to withdraw from the workplace and disengage from coworkers. They are more likely to be tardy, absent, distracted, and neglect duties. If victims of sexual harassment report the harassment, they may suffer advancement setbacks, such as being passed over for promotions, being left out of key meetings, retaliation, and being labeled as a troublemaker. Financial problems like lost wages and unpaid leave are also possible. Decreased company productivity. Sexual harassment is also damaging to an organization. 
When a workplace is infected with discrimination and harassment, everyone suffers. The hostility created by harassment causes absenteeism, low morale, gossip, animosity, stress, and anxiety among staff. Low productivity is more common in environments with high rates of sexual harassment. Victims and witnesses of sexual harassment are more likely to quit, leading to high employee turnover and related hiring and training cost increases. A toxic environment will also make recruiting top talent more difficult. Lawsuit and Reputation A company's failure to adequately prevent and handle sexual harassment can result in expensive lawsuits. In the past decade, we have seen some eye-popping jury awards in sexual harassment cases. A jury awarded plaintiffs $17.4 million in a case filed by the EEOC involving rape and sexual harassment by three male supervisors at a Florida packing plant. And $18 million was awarded in the case against the New York Global Group CEO for retaliation against his former employee after she refused his advances. A highly publicized case of sexual harassment can also damage a company's reputation, resulting in lost business. Anti-harassment policy and training. Employers must institute anti-harassment programs that contribute to a welcoming culture where everyone feels they are valuable team members and also attract talented job applicants. A company harassment policy should define harassment and give examples, state that harassment is not tolerated, explain the harassment reporting system with the designated HR person for reporting claims, communicate the disciplinary consequences of harassment, outline the investigation and remediation process, state that retaliation against employees reporting harassment is prohibited. Employers must hold employees and themselves to high standards. Everyone deserves a workplace free from harmful harassment, and all employees should be expected to behave like professional adults while on the job. Not only could workplace harassment lead to expensive lawsuits, it creates a toxic culture that cripples team cohesion and harms productivity.